0: Jaws. 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 Yup. That's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with
1: you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird.
2: Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in.
3: Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So
4: grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way.
2: Welcome to another episode of Drunken Marketing. We've got all the ladies here, and today we are gonna talk about happy hours. Now we've hosted a numerous amount of happy hours throughout the year with trade shows, conferences, and now virtual events. And since happy hours include alcohol, we thought it would be the perfect episode to do a little drinking game. So I'm gonna kick over to Kelly and she's gonna explain what we're doing.
4: So typically after we have a conference or whatnot, You know, we have this happy hour, but during the conference, you probably got to know people a little bit well. You probably had some icebreakers, things like that during the conference. And since we have to do everything virtual, I figured we could do a little virtual icebreaker drinking game for us here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little bit of trivia challenge kind of thing like that. So what we're gonna do is one of us is gonna challenge the other one on a couple of different drinking topics here to see who can name the most within 10 seconds. And then if you can't, then you drink, or if you did drink, whatever you want to do, just basically drinking here in this game. So
2: we're just trying to like loosen up before the episode, right. Essentially, we
4: have a little fun here. So the first one we're going to do is we're going to name as many types of red wine that you can within 10 seconds. So I'm going to pick someone to challenge And I'm only going to do this one because she already said that she wasn't sure about it, so I'm going to pick Sarah. (laughs) I should have known.
1: (laughs) Kelly's going in for the kill real quick.
4: Okay, so Sarah, I'm going to say that I can name three types of red wines. Prove it. Oh, well, that's super simple. Okay. All
3: right. So so within 10 seconds.
4: Ready?
2: Okay.
4: Ready? Go. So we got Malbec, we got Syrah. We got Zinfandel, we got Merlot, Cabsob. Okay, so we're good. Okay. That, that was happens. easy. Sorry. <laughs> well, Sarah, I'll agree with you.
2: So cheers. Cheers. All right, so then does Katie or does Sarah challenge someone now that she's been challenged?
4: Sarah, or can am someone. Yeah. So, and then just so she said, prove it to me, I'm three. You could technically say, I would have been like, she could have been like, well, I say I can name four then I could either ante it up or say prove it and then whatnot. So yeah.
3: On so, you, I'm so. the challenger. Sorry. Yes. Of the same of red wine or am I moving on to something else? Just do white wine. To, so, yeah. And then pick yep. whoever else
4: you want to challenge.
3: Uh, Katie, I'm going to challenge you to this duo. <laughs> duo? <laughs> A <dual>. duo. A duo. duo. You know, like the app, too. Well, yeah. You know, no authenticator app here. <laughs> we will not authenticate this.
1: <laughs> Wait, so are we doing the white wine or are we still doing red wine? I missed it. White,
3: white, wine. white
4: wine.
1: White wine. Okay. So, Sarah, I bet that I could name five white wines in ten seconds.
3: Katie, I bet I can name six white wines in five seconds.
1: seconds. (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right, so you gave yourself six seconds.
1: (laughs) I think that's what I heard. So one wine per second, Sarah. Go. Ready?
3: Uh, Go. Okay. Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sparkling wine count. (laughs)
4: It could have if you talked a little faster,
2: <laughs> guys. You got Cabernet Sauvignon, Moscato. Um, you got Pinot Grigio. <laughs> um,
1: I got Pinot Grigio, I got that one. Is it Cabernet Sauvignon Red? Did no, did I say Cabernet
2: Sauvignon? So I Sauvignon, Sauvignon, put- Sauvignon Blanc?
1: That's oh, what I meant. Yeah, just kidding.
2: We're not I good at this I game. I thought I'm it was even sure be better. Okay,
1: okay. I mean and Charlotte are the only people that are good at games. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, Paige is really good at volleyball, but, like, I don't really know (laughs) if drinking games are any of our strengths. I'd say
2: I'm I'm okay at bags. I'd like to challenge Kelly at bags one day.
1: Hmm. Hmm. We can arrange this after COVID, so, like, 2025, but whatever. Yeah, we
3: record and do bags. (laughs) So, I feel like I'm going to be better at mixed drinks, just going to say.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling, too. Am
3: I going again, (laughs) or am I done? (laughs) You can go again.
4: Do you want, Paige, do you want
2: to challenge Sarah on mixed drinks then? Yes, I will. Okay, so Sarah, how many mixed drinks can you name in 10 seconds?
1: Or six seconds like you did last time. Yeah, like where did six seconds go? She was like on five seconds at
3: two. When you drink, you think you're very good at things. (laughs) We just started. I know, I don't know. I think I can name five mixed drinks in 10 seconds. (laughs)
1: Okay. <laughs> giving yourself some extra time. Got it. Oh, <laughs> over face, it.
4: screams confidence, and I don't believe it for a second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to challenge her, but I don't know if I can beat it, so. I <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, honestly don't right, no
1: know if I've ever seen Paige have a mixed drink. I feel like you always just have wine.
2: Yeah, Chad's been really into his mixed drinks, and he's tried to get me into, like, vermouth and all this stuff. Nah, just not into it. Mm-hmm. I like my wine. All right, Sarah, I'm gonna challenge you. So I'm setting the timer for 10 seconds. Are you ready?
3: Yeah.
2: Think through it a a little bit. I'm How many many did I say? Five? Five. (laughs) Oh. So you got two seconds a drink.
1: Wait, Paige, how many do you think you can do? I missed it. I keep missing it.
2: I think I I can do the same. So I'm gonna just have her prove it because I think I could probably do five in 10 seconds as well.
3: Okay.
2: All right. You ready, Sarah? yes okay ready
3: go okay you got the uh moscow Mule, a gin and tonic a dark and stormy a cosmopolitan what's like a dirty martini uh, I, I i'll give it to you i, okay. I think she got it
2: <laughs> okay i'm better at that. Uh, well have i redeemed myself slightly <laughs> yeah i do think you're more into cocktails so i'm glad you at least won that one
1: Does Paige get to do a redemption, or are we just done? Nah. I kind of want to see how many you could do just for the the hell of it.
2: For red?
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you want to do that?
2: Okay. I could try and do red. All right. Someone else has to time it because I'm going to be, like, looking at the timer. I'll time it. Okay. I think I could do five red wines in ten seconds.
1: I'm going to get my
2: fingers ready to count. Ready? Ready.
1: Three, two, one,
2: go. Merlot, Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon. What's your favorite?
1: You know my favorite.
2: Oh, we got Pinot Noir and...
1: Yeah, you're you're over, I I'm way it. over.
2: I yeah. mouthed that one too. <laughs> I was trying to think of one, and I couldn't think the of one that it. Mike ah,
3: said. Did you say Syrah? Syrah. Petit sauvage? Yes, I was trying to think say petit sauvage. <laughs> See, when you're under the gun, aka a timer, it is extra hard. I'm pretty sure anything I had in my mind went out. Like as soon as I had to start counting, I was like, oh no. I know my heart was like.
1: Sarah, is it just like when it's like 6.30 at the office and you're trying to make it to UPS by 7 p.m., but you still have like 10 things on your to-do list before the 15-minute drive to UPS?
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided I'm on... I know we're not talking about it, but in one of our future episodes, we're going to talk about our superpowers and our, like, kryptonite. And I was trying to think about some of those. And I think, like, just, I don't know, timelines, deadlines, organization, those are my real kryptonite. And I'm not very realistic. I'd like to think I'm an optimist, and that's why I think I can get more done. But Mm -hmm. James is definitely more of a realist. I'll tell him all the stores we have to go to, and he's like, "We we can go to two. (laughs) <laughs> and, or, like, you know, in that amount of time that we have. And I'm just like, no, I think we can hit five. Like, I'm pretty sure we can. <laughs> James and, <laughs> and I, I are the I, I like, James. He's and we can only so go to two. And I'm always disappointed, but it's, un- I don't know. I have a problem. I don't, I think it's like a weird internal wiring issue. You know, like something got a little little unscrewed or faulty. Like, Fatty uh, from From you know, like, he's gonna like, I need someone to like jolt me anytime that I'm like, yeah you can't get that done
4: so like no. when you said you were gonna name six wines in six seconds you start off by like well you got this I think that it's like you don't just get to it you like have to get to it and like make it thoughtful and whatnot
2: so exactly it's so that's right every time do Sarah would do it it was like three seconds in by the time she would say well wow. <laughs>
1: She oh just has God. that master master plan going on up in the brain. Yep.
2: yep. Well, I think we've all shared our favorite cocktails and drinks, and that's probably one of our favorite things when it comes to happy hours because Sarah came up with this a while back where we would create our own, like, custom cocktail menu, and that's gone over, like, really, really well. People are, I don't know, people are always like, oh, my God, this is so cute. It, like, matches the theme. It's, like, really fun. So – Sarah, what's your favorite one that you've made in the past? Can you remember it?
3: Well, so we started our first year of, like, the event we put on. We just had a coffee bar menu. And for some reason, we had, like, a love theme. So it was, like, that sexy thing and stuff like that. There were like, (laughs) sexy hot chocolate. It It had a more creative name and, like, description. I didn't actually create that one. Charlotte did. I think she might have been the original creator, but I like to take her credit for her ideas.
1: (laughs) I know for one of the cocktail hours or happy hours that we did, we offered like the signature cocktail as a sponsorship item. And I think we're all big fans of alliteration. So like if the company that's doing the sponsorship starts with an M, you could do like whatever that company is like Margarita or Moscow Mule. If you want to get real fancy with like the three M's or, you know, like do some, I don't know. Creativity, rhyming, alliteration. That's fun.
3: I think I really liked the mythical creature theme. Yeah. So we had like the mermaid mocha or like the Let's lock- get not yeah, like or the Loch Ness like Nessie something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. It was much more creative. And then they had like cute little descriptions about it. And I feel like that one was super fun. The Nessie something. The Nessie something.
2: <laughs> that was the name.
3: <laughs> or it was better than that? that. If I wasn't drinking, I could tell you.
2: But we've done cocktail really? bars, coffee stations, smoothie venues. Like, we've done them all. The smoothies were really cool, too. The
3: smoothies were cool. Mainly because they were in cool vessels, as mm-hmm. I like call them. Vessels? Like the oh. vessel, you know?
1: It <laughs> makes me think of, like, a ship.
3: <laughs> like battleship. You can call it a vessel.
1: It's like...
2: Well, okay. I remember Sarah buying these, like, quote, vessels, or cups, as most people would say, and some of them were really, really cute. They were, like, they looked like, uh, There's what was it?
4: coconuts? Yes.
2: We the coconuts didn't work all. for shit, though.
4: Yeah. I remember re-packaging out. after we moved into our new space and having a bunch of them left over that we were trying to fit them all into new boxes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: My I stress bought that extra box. Sorry. <laughs> You you stress throughout the box? No, I just, like, bought that extra box. Like, I was, I would have, the initial amount I ordered was fine. And then I got paranoid and I, like, ordered an extra, like, 150. And I'm pretty sure that's why we have a giant box of them. They were, like, there's, like, palm trees and pineapples and pink flamingos. They're really really cute. I want to use them for something. One day when COVID's over, I think we should get them and throw, like, a tropical luau in one of our backyards and use them. And, like, I I don't know. That would be I vote. Those smoothies are really good at one of the places. Like one of them, they didn't, I felt like they made like real smoothies. Mm. Uh, be, and they didn't add like all the ice to it. So it wasn't like watered down. So it was like this thick. Yeah. I know it sounds weird to say yogurty, but like it was like thick smoothie.
2: Which is, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is why the coconut one didn't work because it was a normal size straw. So it, it was like water could really get through it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it would have been better for, like, a Mai Tai instead of like
4: yeah. a or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's another mixed drink that nobody named, Mai Tai. Mai
3: Tai. Yeah, there was so many. Sex on the beach. There, there's so many now. Mimosas. Mimosas. Hurricane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, mimosa. And, uh, I'm not even drinking a mimosa because we didn't have enough orange juice, so I'm just drinking straight up wine.
2: That's <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. <laughs> Cheers. So well. Cheers to the mimosas, Kelly, because we were in the same mindset today. That's what you do on
1: Sundays, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other things we wanted to talk about was the idea for marketing some of these happy hour events. So I think this was Sarah or Charlotte's idea, I'm not sure, but if you are at like a trade show or a booth or something and you need to advertise the happy hour that you're throwing after, you could potentially advertise it on the back of a coaster. I mean, not that like they have to use the coaster, but like you get it, like the coaster, your drink, like they go together, it makes sense, easy to remember that you're going to go to this happy hour after this event and have a great time. So I thought that was pretty clever. But I did not quite catch on. There was a time, I don't know, once upon a time, a long, long time ago in fairy tale Land, that Sarah broke her ankle, and I had to go to this event in her in her place. I don't know, Sarah, it was maybe like, was it like five days before the event, honestly, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it
3: was, it was less than two weeks. That's yeah. Crazy.
1: So I had to go to this event in Sarah's place. I was newer to the team. I mean, we kind of know what's going on with each other's events talked about Sarah and I work in two different markets, so we don't always do everything together. And I royally messed this up for her. I thought that the coasters were supposed to go to the happy hour. because so I'm like, Oh, drinks, happy hour coasters. I didn't realize that they were the invites. And then all of a sudden, like we're at the trade show. And someone's like, Hey, Katie, where's the invitations for people for the happy hour? And I'm like, there are any invitations? What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, the coasters, like, oh, man, those are all the way back at my hotel in Chicago across town. Like, it's going to be a half hour cab ride to get there, half hour time to get back. Not my proudest moment.
3: (laughs) It's okay, Katie. I appreciate you stepping up. It was kind of a disaster. So anyways, you made it happen. I would like to say the coasters might have been Paige's idea, to be honest. I don't know. No?
2: I was trying to think of who came up with it. I'll take credit. I
3: actually don't know. But they're really cute. I think the main thing is they're like thicker than a normal piece of paper you hand out. And typically you can do them double-sided. So like for the event that they might not have gotten used they said like let's flamingo because like we had that tropical theme. So like mm-hmm. the idea was to go mingle and whatever. It's so cute. We yeah, haven't
2: done them that they were small too. So like they're a little bigger than business card, but like people just don't want big things. They want to just throw it on their purse and go. So like sending yeah. them with an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper is just like, no. And you
1: don't need all that room just to market like an after event thing, so. Exactly,
2: you just need the location, the time, place, and whatever the theme is, whatever you want. But you can fit that all in there. There's usually a, time, a character limit and it's really easy to fit within that, that frame.
3: Page makes them look cute, so I feel like there's something you can, like, you know, keep as a memento afterwards, or at least recycle. I feel like they're still recyclable. So.
2: oh, I remember how we came up with this. Someone sent us, yeah, it was, like, it was a promotion where it was, like, without water, there's no beer. Without water, there's no uh, whiskey, and we saw that, and we are like, this is really cute. We should use this for ourselves, so, yeah. In marketing, you get a lot of stuff sent to you, and sometimes it inspires you to do your own stuff and kind of like shamelessly steal and make it better.
3: I think I'd like to say we did
2: that.
1: They were
3: cute. They were cork ones. They actually were for from an organization that gave them out at one of our events. So oh. yeah, they're cute. I had them on my desk for a long period of time. I think I had that coaster on desk. We had a lot left over, let's just say, but they're a good idea.
2: Okay. So, now that we've shared that one, I was trying to think of some other fun things that we've done at happy hours. Like, Katie and I did a poolside cabana party in Vegas because that was the perfect location for it.
1: One of my favorite happy hours ever. It wasn't even like like just a happy hour. It was something that we organized before an event started. Like I think the trade show started at four or something and we did like a brunch type afternoon cabana party. And that was so much fun. I feel like Vegas was the right place to do it. I think the lesson that we learned from that event was you can never have too much frosé. Honestly, I think we ordered 20 pictures of it (laughs) And somehow kept on running out. And I was like, just keep the tab going, I guess. I'll I'll explain the expense report later why it has like $5,000 worth of froze on our bill. I feel like once COVID is over
4: and I go to Vegas again, I'm just going to be looking for different coasters that have parties on them so I can go and get free drinks and froze and whatever at all these different
3: places. Because. I'm so bummed. We were supposed to have a big annual event in Vegas this year. So I was excited because you guys had gone there. You had kind of learned some of the positives and negatives of Vegas. And, like, it was going to be at the same hotel. So we could have kind of just, as I'd like to say, finally ripped off, like, what you guys were doing in that market. And I could have just had a poolside cabana happy hour as well. And it didn't happen thanks to COVID. So Uh, I feel like we owe
2: it. I was like, I'm going to that one. Like, I'm going to be such an asset. I was at the other one. I can help you guys. I was trying to like sell myself on this and then we didn't end up going. So, but,
1: but. in reality, I know you're joking, but it honestly would have been helpful to have someone that already knew what,
3: yeah. what
1: they were doing there.
3: Yeah, that was a lot well, of fun. I feel like that's the problem with like these annual meetings. They always move them around every year. So just as you get comfortable with like. You know, where the convention center is and how it's set up, and all of those things, and like the logistics and the certain rules they have, because everyone has different rules, and you know, who you can do your shipping and things through. Then you go to a different location and you have to start over again. Mm-hmm. Speaking of. So,
1: I guess something that we've learned from the happy hour locations is to do something fun, to do something different, and play on the location that you're in. So, I feel like the cabana party was fun for Vegas, like play on the party theme. No one wants to go to like a boring, like side room at like a closed in bar, if you're in Vegas, like play on the location. And then I think for the happy hour that was in Chicago, Sarah, you found a really fun, like rooftop kind of area for that. And that was really fun. So I feel like you're more likely to have more attendance if you could, if you have the budget to spend a little bit more or even just find a location that's not so cookie cutter. Sarah,
3: where
1: do you find these locations?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that page. Peer Space is really cool. They're probably hurting right now. So if anyone has any upcoming events, check them out. But Peer Space, you can search by like type of event, amount of participants. So that's how I found that. It was like a boutique hotel with like a rooftop terrace. And you can see photos. It's pretty, it's really easy to connect or message all the hosts through the app. So it keeps all your responses in this like, like designated area, which for me, when you have too many people responding back for you for like happy hour requests, it gets a little overwhelming in your email. And you can get more details on like how much it costs and things like that. So it's been a good one. Also make sure you're not competing with other cool parties because we've had this problem before where we had like people RSVP, we ordered all this food and then they didn't show up because there was also like an ugly sweater happy hour going on at the same time that was like hosted by the organization and I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that people can attend multiple happy hours, but I think there's a point in time where you, you're tired and you're done with the conference and after one you're ready to go to your room
2: or they're the people that jump from happy hour to happy hour and they get smashed <laughs> we've yeah. had plenty of people show up and we're like oh well they are already drunk so this is gonna be fun to babysit
3: <laughs> like the people that like i mean sometimes people get touchy-feely right like and i'm i mean even like women that were like like i felt like i was getting like hugs and like pats on the back and all kinds of stuff where you're like I think we just met, but okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. You guys are best friends. We're so best. Guys, literally at that, that one happy hour where we had all this beautiful food, it was so good, and no one showed up. They were offering, because you had a set amount you had to pay regardless, right? Like, it was expensive. And they were offering us to just take bottles of wine home because we had to hit our like tab minimum anyways and we weren't going to and we had already paid for it but then i had to fly home so there was no way for me if i had been smarter i'm like oh i could have maybe like figured out how to ship this but yeah they were just sending us home with these really fancy bottles of wine like i had already had way too much to drink and then i had to go to my hotel room and then i drank more from the bottle and i was like this was a terrible idea (laughs)
2: so I actually have learned from my mistakes of traveling and I bring these like wine saver bottles. So they're like, they, it has like a double seal. So in case it breaks, it's not going to spill in your bag. And then it's like super padded. And I probably bring like two of them every time I travel. Cause I usually buy wine when I'm going anywhere. So if we would have had those Sarah, definitely would have been bringing back some nice wine.
3: This is unrelated, but James and I did not bring those to Texas. And we went to Texas Hill Country and got all this wine and we didn't, think to have any of those so we like went to a FedEx or UPS store my favorite place of course and we got bubble wrap like the bubble mailers and a million things of tape and we like taped them up so intensely they look like little bombs in our suitcase (laughs) and then we like checked our luggage and of course TSA stopped them and unwrapped all three bottles and then they like actually rewrapped them with their TSA tape and all that stuff and they actually made it through so I was quite surprised but they didn't look like they were gonna pass through security. I was, I don't know.
2: You never know. Well, my sister-in-law, she had her wedding in Mexico, and so they wanted to bring back their wine, and it broke in her, in her carry or in our checked bag, and it got all over her veil, and it was red wine. So, <laughs> I've just heard those types of horror stories, and so I'm like, unless I'm like positive it's not gonna break, I'm just not gonna do it.
3: No, yeah. that totally makes sense. The only other thing I remember. Do you guys all agree? Because I think we were all there. This was probably one of the only times we were all there for a happy hour. At last year's like big event we put on, We I had this idea to do a custom songwriter. So mm-hmm. like he wrote a song. Like He sat through the whole day, the whole conference, and we had given him like words and phrases. And he wrote us a custom song, and then he played it with his guitar at the end of the day. And I feel like we all drank a lot, but I don't think anyone drank too much. And I feel like it was just like, like a fun. Okay, maybe Charlotte did. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I say I at least learned my
0: lesson.
3: I cried a lot, so maybe I did too. I don't know. So I, I cried. a lot. I struggled
0: the next morning. I remember Sarah us getting up for our flights, and I was like, mm, I was
3: like, I don't feel super fantastic. <laughs> like, oh. but did, I felt like that one had like a good vibe. Maybe because there was live music. I feel like live music always liven's up like happy hours. And like, I don't know, I'm proud of my custom song idea, whatever.
2: No, Sarah, Um, I was really impressed with him. When you had told me this idea, I was like, cool, Sarah's an optimist. I really hope it goes well. But then I was kind of like anticipating it to be a little kitschy or whatever. He was really good. Like he paid attention the whole day. He really actually took what was talked about at the conference and applied it to his song. I liked him. And didn't we find him from like, wasn't he
3: on The Voice or something like that? Yeah, he was actually on, like, Gig Salad, though. I don't know if that sounds like really <laughs> gross and disgusting to me, so I'm just going to move on. But apparently you can find good people there. It was between, he was, like, Charlotte, I feel like he was, like, maybe 1000 thousand, fifteen hundred $1,500 more than this other guy. Like, there was one musician that was, like, $200, and we listened to him, and we were like, eh. And then we listened to this guy who was more like mm, $1,500, 2000 I don't know, somewhere around that. And we were like, oh, well, there is a difference. And we clearly paid for it. But I think it ended up better in the end. I don't
0: know. Oh, I, yeah. think- I feel like he, and Paige, too, not to give him too much credit, I'm pretty sure we did arm him with information before the event to like oh. help him kind of like, because I feel like it'd be really hard for somebody to just jump in and understand your industry and everything that was going on. So we did give him a little bit of a head start. But I think that's what made it you know really good he was he was and he was like entertaining and he was kind of like flirtatious he was too very so, flirty. so I feel oh, yeah. like he had like a good vibe with the audience and like was connecting with like the people it was yeah I think that was a, probably our best happy hour I had a lot of fun at that happy hour
4: I'm gonna say that post COVID we have to give everybody a break after the first couple happy hours because I think everyone's gonna drink a little too much because we're God. just gonna be super pumped to be around people and actually doing in-person stuff so i would say give it that first full year just allow everybody to get too drunk at each happy hour and we'll give them a pass
2: like bartenders That's- should cap people at like three drinks i was
3: gonna yeah. say page i don't know because because uh, happy hour is one of our most expensive ones that i know of that one was about 12 grand and i didn't think Ooh. there would I thought people had left, and I didn't know people were having that many drinks. It was, like, expensive hotel, so whatever. But I still was like, oh, normally I was run more, like, in the five to six range, you know, three to six, maybe. This was, like, double the amount. And I was like, hmm. I don't know who's paying that.
0: (laughs) I feel like we also had like some fancy drinks or like custom drinks that we had like outlined. So, like that were like seasonal and stuff like that. And I know those were extremely popular because I remember like the cider drink that we had. Like and that was like all I drank all night. So like I feel like those were popular and they were probably the more expensive drink. And
4: the bartenders hated making those because as soon as you went up and said it, their faces—they were just so pissed. So I wouldn't be surprised if afterwards they were like charge them more because
1: I hate <laughs> making that drink. Sarah, do you have a best practice for happy hours? I know that there's minimums at some bars and restaurants, but if given the opportunity, would you? Pay per drink, or would you do like an open bar?
3: That's a good question, Katie. I feel like we go back and forth with that every time. And I feel like it kind of ends up depending on the event because, and it also kind of depends on their prices, I think. Because obviously you can do a little quick calculation sometimes, you know, but depending on the number of people you're expecting or your event might have. I don't know. Honestly, I wish I could tell you like a better standard of thumb, but I think we've done it both ways and I'm not sure what's worked out better you
2: are um, always surprised at the end I feel like either pleasantly surprised or like oh shit I don't want to pay this bill surprised right
0: that's very yeah. true I don't <laughs> feel like there's ever a time when you're like oh, oh yes like this cost exactly as much as I thought it was going to unless you did like a food and beverage minimum kind of thing and like no matter if you hit it or not like that's what you're paying but I think it just depends on how many people I feel like the less people you have, the more you can predict your like per drink. But the more people you have, you're kind of like, I have no idea. You have like Joe over there who could have 10 drinks and you have Sherry who maybe has one, like, you know, who knows? Or like someone who gets Sprite instead of a drink. Like you just like, it's just all up in the air and it's so unpredictable.
2: Well, and we don't usually do like just a keg of beer, you know, like sometimes you can say like we have three kegs when we're out of kegs, that's it. But we do like the fun drinks, mixed drinks. So it's kind of hard to predict what people are gonna drink, which types. Like it it just is it varies.
1: I feel like I've been able to stretch my budget a little bit because one of our executives usually attends the happy hours that I would host. And if they're there and they're having a good time and I'm like, oh hey. We're all out of alcohol, but like we need some more. I feel like if they're having a good time, they're more likely to be like, "Yeah, keep it going. Let people order whatever they want." (laughs) And I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) And then we get the bill, and I'm like, "Here it is." (laughs) (laughs) Also comes in
4: handy during our holiday team get-together. As long as they're also having a good time, that 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 open bar will stay open.
2: That's my favorite. (laughs) I was thinking we kind of try to predict attendees that are joining the conference or like the happy hour, but I don't know if we predict how much we want to drink after the conference, because we've been stressing about this for months. And I know I've done a few stories where I've drank a little too much after, and I regretted it the next day, but maybe it's like the 20 people who are hosting the conference. We need to add into that number as well. This is a very true page. I swear the uh, one conference, our first hosted conference, I probably had at least, I don't know, people kept bringing me wine and I had wine and I did not have dinner. And I think I had probably five or six glasses. And then yeah. the next morning I was done for, like, I remember texting you guys being like, I, I don't think I can make it up to our flight, which was in like an hour. And I was still in bed. And you guys were like, Paige, you got to eat something. So I ordered room service and I asked for toast. <laughs> and I got a loaf of bread with no sides It was not toasted and I was like I remember texting you guys and be like so I got a loaf of bread (laughs) but what kind of bread was it good it was not a normal like it like legit was a baked loaf of bread it was I think wheat maybe but it was dry as fuck I shouldn't say fuck on this but it was dry as hell that's not a better one anyways it
0: it, was super dry it was
4: (laughs) was the driest of the drive
2: (laughs) there's no butter there's no jam there's so nothing to help with that going down so it's just yeah I learned my lesson and I don't think I've gotten that drunk at any conference since even the cabana party I think I capped myself pretty well
3: never say never wait till we get back to in person I was going to say, I blame Captain Kirk for that. Do you guys remember Captain Kirk? He was, like, the AV tech guy at, like, the previous hotel. And at the happy hour, he provided the most service. We actually gave him, like, a really nice tip at the end, like, both years. Because he was honestly the only person that, like... He wasn't in charge of the conference this had nothing he was literally in charge of av and he would come up to us and ask us what he could do for us and if there's anything we needed and he just kept the drinks coming at the happy hour (laughs) like he knew we were paying and i think he was just trying to keep us happy which we were so good job kept so far out of his
0: way and he was like a contractor too like he wasn't actually a hotel employee he was somebody who worked for like a company that the hotel contracts which makes it even like crazier and he was like literally the most helpful person there and that was not his job so definitely look out for the good time yeah like when you go to an all-inclusive
4: resort and they're literally working around the clock doing everything that's what this man sounds like
2: like what you went to school for kelly (laughs) 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 well i was not the only one that was smashed that night like almost all the co-workers that we had that were helping us host i remember most of them almost missing their flight like they were like no we got time and no one had wanted one... to leave no they were, they were really like,
0: oh we're gonna night. fly out the night of the event and we'll go home to our like families and stuff and then like when the time came they were all like hanging out at the happy hour and drinking and they were like we don't want to leave can we take a flight tomorrow they were trying to like look for flights and then they were like no I can't leave like my wife or husband home with the kids like I gotta I gotta go
2: plus there's no hotel room for you to stay over like what are you gonna do
4: the episode name is "Drinks Well with Others." So clearly, I think we've highlighted it here that people just want to be around us because we drink well with <laughs> others.
3: Hey, it, not to embarrass you, but my favorite photo of that night is still the one where you have like purple teeth because of all the like red wine you drink. Like it's still the best photo. Like I feel like you said that. I don't know, you recognize it? And I was like, I think it's fine, I don't know. And then I remember looking at it being like, oh, you can tell something. Yeah, no,
2: I have poor enamel. And so when you have like a lack of enamel, your teeth stain really easy. And I remember finding those, I don't know what they're called, but like they're little wipes that you can do for your teeth to help with wine. So it's like, oh, I'm just like, excuse myself. And you know, when people say like go powder their nose, it's like, no, I just got like scrubbed my teeth.
1: I'm oh. just gonna go wipe my teeth real quick. <laughs> yeah
2: super cute but they were like almost what three bucks a wipe. so I was just cheap and I decided against it and I regretted it because I had taken the selfie with the group and so my face was the biggest and it was just full teeth of like purple so yeah I I try to not take photos when I've been drinking red wine that's just my go-to now
1: you can smile with no teeth like (laughs) like fake smile
2: Mm, no we're gonna not (laughs)
0: My, my friend growing up, like, so she had this camera that would actually make you smile if you, if it detected you weren't smiling. It was like an early digital camera and it was like an advanced feature kind of thing. Oh. And what it did to your face was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like you would like, if you just like had your mouth like straight, it would like curl up the, like the edges of your mouth. So it would be like. And then you could do it multiple times and build upon it, so you could get like this weird, creepy smile all the way up your cheeks and like it's a your like eyes. <laughs> Was funny. it like
3: a sh- the Cheshire 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 Cat? Cheshire cat? cat? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, that cat, <laughs> but with no teeth. Imagine it just like big lips, like <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> uh, kind of like the Grinch. Doesn't the Grinch have more of a smile with no teeth?
1: All right. Well, I think that's all we have for everyone on the happy hours. well. Maybe not all we have because we've had a couple drinks, so maybe we forgot a few things. In that case, we'll do another episode, but we hope you enjoyed the episode today and we look forward to recording for you all again and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team.
4: If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join
1: us. We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our
0: podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe.
3: Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're always looking for new listeners to add to our Wolfpack.
0: pack. <laughs> <laughs> <How was it? laughs>
1: was- a woo a homo, I <laughs> don't